Hi and welcome to Scott Bryant's Fitness Systems Podcast. This podcast today is all about getting whiter teeth and a better smile by using oil pulling for oral health. With oil pulling, it can help reverse arthritis, diabetes, migraine, headaches, and some other chronic issues. The book is written by Dr. Bryce, and the book is called Oil Pulling Therapy, Detoxifying and Healing Your Body Through Oral Cleansing. Now, your oral health is so important. If your oral health is not good, then your overall health will be bad. So many people overdrink alcohol, drink, eat bad food, and this can affect the bacteria inside the mouth as well as the gut. Inside the gut, you need 50% good and 50% bad. In the mouth, you need more good bacteria than bad bacteria. And they've found that mouthwashes decrease the good bacteria inside your mouth. So it's not a great idea to use a mouthwash, but oil pulling helps to kill bad bacteria and keep the good bacteria in balance inside your mouth. So if you put too much sugar in your diet, this will make the body acidic, which can affect your teeth. The same as if you're drinking lots of lemon water without a straw, this could cause a problem with the teeth again. It can denature the enamel of the tooth. So really important for you to make sure that you're drinking plenty of fresh, clean water, as well as herbal teas. Reduce your uh, alcohol intake, especially uh, red wine that can stain your teeth. The same with coffee. So what I've done for the last two years is coconut pulling every morning, first thing in the morning. And I had a tooth, that uh, a wisdom tooth that had a hole in it. And during this time, during the pandemic, we couldn't go and see the dentist and I couldn't go to the hospital to get it extracted because I had to wait a few months in which for this to be booked in. So I decided to carry on with coconut pulling or oil pulling in which to see what happened to my teeth and whether my smile got whiter. So the great news is, is that I suffered much less pain than, than what I would have done if I wasn't doing oil pulling or coconut pulling. And now my teeth are super white, more whiter than what I would if I would have uh, teeth bleaching, which I had teeth bleaching about 15 years ago because I didn't know about oil pulling for the tooth and how important it is and how it can reverse health problems in the body by just making sure that your oral health is on top. So all you do is, is that you get olive oil or coconut oil, I prefer coconut oil, and you put a, a teaspoon of it in your mouth and you pull it through the teeth by, you know like when you suck through your teeth, like if you've got a piece of food stuck in your tooth, you suck it out and stuff like that. So you do that type of motion in your mouth with the coconut oil for at least 15 to 20 minutes every day if you can, first thing in the morning. And this enables the teeth to stay whiter 
This enables the, the, the body to get rid of any bad bacteria that may have built up at night. And then it reduces the chances of you getting any cavities in your teeth and the chances of having amalgam fillings or white fillings. Now really, when it comes to oral health, you've got the TMJ, <coughs> the tambicular joint, which is at the side of your mouth. And you can put your hands on the side of your jaw and you can open and close your jaw. And if you open and close your jaw and there's a clunking sound or a crunching sound, that shows that you may have a TMJ issue or a masseter issue, which is another muscle. So what you can do to correct that is by using a, a thumb sucking technique, which can really help uh, with the TMJ issue as well as doing coconut pulling because you're using the muscles more again. But you've got to make sure that your neck and head has good alignment, otherwise you'll be uh, changing the alignment of your neck and jaw. So it's really important you to sit up straight when you're doing your coconut pulling, not laying down or not sitting down. Make sure you're uh, standing up straight and you know you may be showering or something like that in which to get ready for work. But coconut pulling will help the body to detoxify. So if you've got high levels of uh, toxins inside the body, this is one way to reduce them toxins and get your body really, really healthy. If you believe in Chinese medicine, you can look at uh, the teeth and how the teeth have uh, an intimate relationship with uh, different parts of the spine. So what I learned as a master practitioner is that if somebody's got L5-S1 pain, this could be coming from their, their back molars. Uh, so every tooth has a relationship with each spinal segment. But again, it's all about whether you believe in that and many doctors will go, that's nonsense, we don't believe in that. Uh, whereas the Chinese medicine way uh, has maybe you know, three to 4,000 years of practical research that they've used in the Chinese medicine way of healing the body. So when it comes to Chinese medicine, instead of using one pulse, they use three different pulses, which tell them about the different organs which are working and uh, different organs that may be under stress and how they can give you different herbal remedies in which to rebalance your chi or energy inside your body. The same as uh, looking at tongue health. If your tongue is white, that could be a sign of a liver issue or it can be a sign of a fungal infection. If you get uh, different pimples on different parts of the tongue, in Chinese medicine, this means different things. Uh, what's going on with your gut health? But going back to coconut pulling, 20 minutes, coconut oil, olive oil, uh, making sure that when you, once you've done the 15 to 20 minutes that you spit the coconut oil or olive oil in the bin and not in the toilet and not in the sink because as coconut oil gets cold, it goes hard and can, can block up your sinks or your drains. So spitting it through the... Uh, through the bin is 
is definitely much more better than having a block sink or a block drain. Then you can brush your teeth afterwards with an electric toothbrush, then do some water rinsing and then that's, that's, that's the job done. But I hadn't seen my dentist for over 12 years and the dentist said, why have you not been to see me, Scott? And I went, whoa, I've had no tooth pain, I've had no problems and uh, I don't really like the dentist, I don't think many people do. Uh, but he said, you know, apart from my wisdom tooth that I had the problem with. Hello and welcome to Scott Bryant's Fitness Systems. And this podcast is all about why do personal trainers, coaches quit fitness within the first three months of them being qualified and starting to work in gyms. Now, the reason being is working in a gym at the age 21 and upwards is very hard. I've noticed that there's a big amount of the budget gyms now do not pay you a wage. They would like you to work 15 hours a week for them and say that that's payment for rent and then you can walk the floor after the 15 hours to try and get clients. So what this really means is that you're working for free for 40 hours a week. That's no payment until you get a client. Now, the unfortunate thing about clients, clients can be very flaky from a point of view. They'll start with you, may not like what they're doing with you and quit with you very fast. Many trainers get their clients to sign up for one month in advance. So you really only have two months worth of money before they can stop, quit and give up. So this is a recipe for disaster. So I always get clients to sign up for at least three months because this is the amount of time it will take for them to get to know me, me to get to know their body and for us to get change for them and see huge improvement in their body. And I educate the client about that before we start. The other thing is, is that when you're getting a client signing up for three months and you get, say, six clients that have paid you for three months up front, that may be the equivalent to six months worth of money in your bank account. So you can relax and the pressure is off. But you've still got the pressure on you because an average uh, budget gym will charge you £700 in which to train your clients in their gym where you've got no legal rights because you're self-employed. Now, I believe that this needs to change, but in 21 years, it hasn't. This business model works for the gym, but doesn't work for the personal trainer. The other thing is that when you're not being paid, it's very, very demoralizing. And then when you're trying to get clients, clients can feel that that state of urgency in you and may not want to sign up because of the pressure you may be putting them under by the way that you're talking to them. So in my belief, uh, budget gyms, unless they've got a big turnover of customers joining constantly, it will be harder and harder if you're new to the industry to stick out this job simply because there's not enough clients to go after because even if the personal trainer's been there for a year, he's still going to be regularly looking for clients to try and get it to the level that 
paying the rent is, isn't such a hard hit on his income, especially when you've got to pay £700 a month. Now, admittedly, paying £700 a month is cheaper than having your own facility. If you have your own facility, you've got to pay uh, tax, national insurance, water rates, business rates, electric, uh, money for the equipment, uh, money to advertise, and that's before you even open up. So really, the gym model is a good idea, but it's just the way that they treat the trainers, and that's why they leave so fast, which is a real shame. But the fitness industry is all about getting as much money out of the trainer as quick as they can before they give up and see the light and realise it's a real tough job. Now, I've known many, many trainers in my 21 years, and probably more than half of them are not doing it anymore because they realise how tough it is and how your income can fluctuate so much. And if you're in a big gym, if one month you don't earn any money, you've got no savings, you're out the door. They ask you to leave, unless you've got a really nice, compassionate manager that can see that you've worked hard, built your business up and realising that you're going through a dodgy period. The same as the gyms, their income goes up and down depending on the season. The gyms will make the most amount of money January, uh, end of January, beginning of February, March, April, because that's when people feel guilty after Christmas and they decide that they want to uh, fool themselves into having New Year's resolutions. 95% of New Year's resolutions are broken and people give up. I've made on average £3,000 to £5,000 a year from people just giving up, not turning up, not returning my calls and just don't want to do it anymore but can't explain why and won't let me coach them to, keep, to get them to keep doing it. Exercise is hard. It can be boring for a lot of people. So what I specialise in is like back pain and uh, core control and uh, working in with medical failures. So somebody might have been to see the physio, the doctor, the osteopath and all the other professionals, but nobody seemed to get to the root cause. And with the, the Paul Check master system that I learned, you can get to the root cause and you can change things as long as the client is open and ready for that. So that was number one about uh, why people quit gyms or quit the fitness industry within three months. The next thing is number two, which is bad management. So a lot of these gyms are very badly managed and the managers are so busy, they can't even read your CV correctly. So uh, with bad managers trying to pick on the trainers and trying to... Uh, build up their own client base while affecting your client base if you're the freelance trainer and this is what many trainers get pissed off about when I worked at Fitness First in Embankment I was one of the busiest trainers there and I made a lot of money uh, but the money used to come off of the client what they paid the re in the reception area they didn't pay me at that time so the manager accused me of putting stuff through the system that wasn't mine and this really angered me I said look I've been doing 50 60 hours a week in the gym training people the clients have paid me it's not my fault I've earned more than you this month 
And this is what the ant managers take as an offence, that you're busier than them and you're working harder than them, uh, but they choose to uh, accuse you of things that you've not even done. So obviously I left Embankment and started uh, doing more freelance work where I was respected by the person that was paying me. Number five is, uh, or number three, sorry, is respect. There's lots of uh, I'm better than you in the gym and lots of ego and all that type of nonsense. But there's lack of respect for each other because most PTs will just do a level three, level three, level four qualification and then not keep their education ongoing. They would just do one or two courses and then give up because they realise that they're not making the money back on the money that they spent on their education. Now, I've been extremely lucky. Every single course that I've done, I've tripled my income and always made the money back because I'm very, very good at sales. And I'm a type of person that I implement what I've learned so it pays for itself. So I did a sports massage course that cost me £500 and I started using sports massage with clients on the first day. I did uh, a reflexology course and uh, started using that the next day. I bought a Theragun which cost me £580. I started using that with my clients and up my fee a little bit because the Theragun I was using on the clients and if it breaks down I want to be able to buy a new one. Uh, so I've always managed to make the money back especially on my check studying uh, that cost me about 35 grand but I spent 60,000 all in all because traveling to seminars and going staying in San Diego for, for, for three weeks then coming back then going out there again staying for another three weeks and doing courses out there as well as doing extra courses in England like going to a dissection day where you look at dead bodies with no skin on which is a great idea to understand the muscle system at a deeper level. The next big problem is that it can be a very hard job. Now I've heard lying trainers saying to me they do 40 hours of PT. Now, doing 40 hours of PT is extremely difficult if you're good at your job. For one, you're constantly got to be thinking about, am I doing the right exercise with the client? Especially if you've got an individualized program for every client. If you haven't got that and you're giving everybody the same as what you do, then it's a walk in the park. But still to do 48 hours of PT, that's traveling to the gym, traveling home, then having your breaks in between, and then seeing eight a day, which is virtually impossible to give a real professional session where you know you're not hurting that client's neck, back, shoulder, and giving them the right exercises to see them keep improving constantly. And the other thing with fitness is that most personal trainers are busy in the morning, quiet in the afternoon, busy in the evening, then you go home. Uh, Training clients at, you know, 8, 9, 10 o'clock to me is stupidity. Uh, I've only ever trained clients really late like that if they've got, if they're really backed up with their life or work. 
and that's the only time they can get to me. But then I will give them Tai Chi's pull check zone exercises, which will keep the physiological load low and stop them going into uh, sympathetic dominant, which will break muscle down, make them cause uh, build uh, gain body fat and stop the body from enhancing and improving. So being a PT may be fun as you're young, but you will find it gets harder the more stuff that you study and learn in which to be able to give an ultimate service to your clients, which I try to do that. So I try and limit myself to five sessions a day. Any more than that, then I know that I'm really not giving quality to my client anymore. And really I'm being a prostitute. I'm laying with my legs open being done by the client because I'm not really giving them a professional session in my opinion. The other thing is is that uh, um, many personal trainers get ripped off by their clients. So I know one trainer, I've not seen him for a while, but he was telling me he had to take his clients to court to uh, get money out of them because they kept saying to him, we'll pay you the next session, we'll pay you the next session, we'll pay you the session after. Now, this is a key to failure, and this is why it's so important to get payment up front. One, to keep your business stable. Two, to keep your mind stable, that you can pay your bills. And three, it helps your bank account grow, so then when you do hit a a quiet period like summer, uh, Christmas time, and stuff like that, you've got finances to cover your uh, business. And little or no help in the industry. So uh, I've mentored many, many personal trainers. Obviously I charge for that service, but other trainers I'll give them free information to. But what I found was every time I give free information, people never use it, they don't value it, they don't respect it. And that's why I charge for my programs or whatever I do with my client to make sure they respect what I'm doing with them. Otherwise, why should I be given a, tra- a program for free, which may, which may take me one to two to three hours to design, taking in all their health issues and their posture and their breathing and other problems that need to be addressed in the program? Now in fitness, it can be very hard to make money, but you could do a boot camp over the park. You could charge £10 an hour per person. So you could charge that, but it's getting that in the first place. So because of the pandemic, lots of people are exercising at home on their own and not employing the PT or the group trainer anymore because they realise they can do it on their own. Excuse me, I just need to drink some water. So very important to remember that being in fitness is hard. And I think the smart or not so smart people within the first three months think, oh, sod this for a laugh. This is really, really difficult. And I'm getting the backlash in the gym. I'm getting backlash from the clients. And it's really hard to market and to get new clients. So I'm going to give up. But I'm like a dog with a bone. So uh, I don't give up. I don't quit. I keep fighting. I keep going forward as much as I can, even if it's one step a week. 
at least I'm getting closer and closer to my goal. And obviously becoming a master pool check practitioner was no easy feat. It took me nearly six years to get to that level of lots of courses, lots of studying, lots of reading, lots of practice, lots of case histories in which to get to that standard. And still that's not really respected in the industry. It's not mainstream. Uh, when I was in that gym, if you if you listened to one of my other podcasts recently, there was the manager and one other person out of a membership of 900 customers or members that knew who Paul Check was. And that really fabbed me because when I first started in the industry in 2000, in 2003 when I started doing the Czech studying every trainer I spoke to knew of Czech whereas now none of them know it's like as if they're doing no research they're not looking into an alternative way in which to train their clients or they may know of it but think oh fuck me that's too much work three years six years of studying and I've got to spend all this money out of my PT money that I'm earning and the other thing that really makes me laugh is PTs that are charging 45 50 pounds an hour and they think it's a lot of money I was charging 75 pounds an hour in 2003 we're now in 2021 and still trainers are charging the same rate but inflation has gone up insurance has gone up every price has gone up even the gym uh, membership and the gym uh, rent you have to pay. So why would you charge thirty-five pound, forty-five pounds? It's absolutely crazy. And the thing is, if you charge a lot of money, it says that you do a lot of things. If you buy a Rolex watch to a Casio watch, there's a big difference. If you buy a BMW to uh, uh, a Porsche, there's a big difference. And people, some people value what they pay, other people are tight, and they don't want to pay a lot of money. I remember uh, chatting to a, a billionaire, and he said he would only train with a trainer if he was 50 quid an hour. Now that guy's a complete twat, because the, the 50 pound an hour trainer is not going to be the, doing the same as what the... Uh, guy that's charging 120 pounds an hour will do so that would say to me that that guy is very uh, arrogant and ignorant to fitness because if he was highly educated about fitness he would see that he gets value out of uh, what he pays and there's the old saying you know you get more for what you pay for if you buy cheap chocolate you get cheap flavor if you buy expensive chocolate you get an expensive flavor so this is the reasons why, uh, not because of chocolate, but this is the reason why many PTs quit within the first three months. They'll pay £3,000 for their education, think that they know it all like I did back in the day. And then when you hear about the Czech Institute or some other training organisation that can open your mind, you soon realise that you know absolutely fuck all. And they've only really taught you the real basics of losing weight, getting in shape and... Uh, helping people to uh, get flexible, fitter, stronger.
so I hope you've enjoyed this podcast tonight and uh, I hope you share and like it uh, I'm Scott Bryant and uh, please go to my YouTube channel I've got 2,000 videos on YouTube 8,000 subscribers trying to get to 10,000 so please help me and if you'd like to buy my book Holistic Health for Proper Geezers Classy Ladies Get the Body and Fitness You Want now go uh, to Amazon or go to audiobooks where you can download the audio Thank you very much. Have a wonderful uh, week. And if you'd like to be a guest poster on my podcast, let me know. And if you'd like to send me a video, I'm more than happy to upload one of your videos to my YouTube channel. Thanks very much. Peace out. Lots of love. Chat again soon. Bye.